big horny guy anyway. <laughs> His name is Sideways. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our April Fool special on the AfterSpark podcast. As always, I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today, we've got a real legit content warning for y'all. Because today, we're doing a Transformers spoof homage in the form of the Pantheon stocking episode, Trans Homers. Now, I know I normally curse like a sailor here, but if, you're, if you've not heard of Pantheon stocking, allow us to give you a bit of a description. It is an incredibly crude anime starring two angels who smite ghosts in order to gain entrance back to heaven. Now, without context, that doesn't sound so bad, but it's definitely, like, an M-rated cartoon because there's fucking... Well, fucking everywhere. Yeah. Among a slew of other crude humor. And in this episode, we have something that is, somehow, <laughs> both literal and metaphorical screwing. So, like, not safe for work at all, alright? <laughs> Not safe for work, and not safe for your home, and definitely, definitely not safe for your kids. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yes, we will not be held responsible. <clears throat> yeah. And with that massive disclaimer out of the way, don't worry, we will be back in two weeks with a regular episode, but for today, on with the show. Also, uh, just as a note, we are watching the English dub, not the Japanese subs, just an FYI. I swear to God, the English is somehow dirtier than the Japanese version. <laughs> they saw opportunities for puns. <laughs> they saw opportunities stuff. and they took them. Yeah. We open with a decent impersonation of the original Transformers narrator describing a setup that sounds oddly familiar, almost suspiciously familiar. <laughs> You know, it's probably something you've heard before. Complete with Babers as title transformations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in space, we see two warring factions are rocketing towards Earth. We open in the church, where Panty and Stocking live, along with their caretaker, Garter Belt, and their weeby sort of Ghostbuster-themed uh, uh, sidekick, <laughs> Bree. <laughs> yes, everyone is named after Undergarments. We warned you. Yep. Preep mm -hmm. is apparently praying that Panty and Stocking will stop fighting like he's he's beseeching Garter Belt or something. <laughs> I think he's trying to beseech God, but uh, it does mean he's kind of kneeling in front of Garter Belt. Yes, there is a joke made there. Yeah. Um, Panty and Stocking, meanwhile, are continuing to fight in the background while all of this is happening. What are they fighting over? I just don't know, and I'm not sure I care. <laughs> I don't know if they ever say. I think they might be calling each other names, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Suddenly, two meteors crash through their ceiling, and we are introduced to Coctimus Prime and Minjatron. Minch is apparently a vulgar term for vagina. Well, I learned a word today. <laughs> so did I. So did I. Oh. We will just be calling him Megatron from here out. Uh, he was Fematron in the original Japanese, and Coctimus was Masculimus? Masculimus? Masculimus. Uh, and do you see what I mean about the English version? They saw opportunities. <laughs> and they took them. Pardon me? Regardless, their designs appear to have been based very, very loosely on their Bayverse designs, and by... Loosely, we mean Coctimus's head totally lives up to his name, if you, if you know, you get my drift. <laughs> yes. 
That's exactly what you're thinking. Regardless, Brief is super fucking excited. He also makes the mistake of thinking giant alien robots are the answer to his prayers to make the girls stop fighting. They're not. They're totally not. Um, <laughs> so apparently these giant robots' uh, hearts or spark equivalents or whatever are outside their bodies. And they honestly look like weird sugar candy things. I don't know. And Stocking, being a sugar fiend, thinks it looks like candy. Uh-huh. And eats it! <laughs> Apparently she thinks it's tasty, and I mean, that is some poor right there. <laughs> the more we talk about this show, the weirder it gets. Yeah. So naturally, eating this causes Stocking to turn into a robot. Yeah, a very G1-esque uh, Megatron robot. Called Gothitron Stocking. I love it. <laughs> like, she has sort of longish hair, but her helmet looks like Megatron's helmet in Blue with, like, pink highlights. That's the color of her hair. Yeah. She has a very Megatron face. Panty, totally thinking this is the most badass thing ever, decides to have a go and eat Coctimus's heart. <laughs> the Meg's analog even expresses his disbelief that this is all happening. <laughs> and I don't blame him. And Panty's reaction is that it tastes awful. <laughs> she doesn't like sweets, so this isn't much of a surprise. <sighs> And so both robots totally, you know, fall to scrap. Just, you know, fall to pieces. Except their heads are totally intact and, you know, conscious of everything happening. So they can provide commentary on the uh, the madness of the events that unfold. <laughs> uh, Panty transforms into a Rodimus Prime analog as Rotten Ass Panty. Yeah, I totally did not catch that as a Rodimus Prime analog <laughs> I when I first watched this. I didn't either. I didn't catch it till this time. Um, and I just have to say, I love the writing for the narrator, as he does not seem to know how to reconcile what he's reading with the madness that's happening on the screen. The narrator's the only sane man. The narrator is the only sane man in this. Panty goes to her room and transforms a bunch of her things into more Autobot analogs. <sighs> including, but not limited to, a stuffed bull's head on her wall and a package of condoms. An entire package of condoms. <laughs> yeah, so there's like three teeny little transforming condoms. Condom condom yeah. Also, the Autobot and Decepticon logos are represented here as a pair of panties and some stockings. They're even doing the logo scene transitions like from the original G1 cartoon. They're even airbrushed. It's very good. <laughs> and on to stockings room as... She also goes about creating a bunch of bots from her possessions, only this time with Decepticons. Highlights here include Sugar Scream, our Starscream analog, who transforms from a strawberry and a giant transforming dildo. <sighs> the two sides begin fighting in incredibly petty ways. First of which, Panty takes over the kitchen in an effort to keep stalking away from her beloved sweets. This fails as Apparently, Stocking has already eaten everything in the fridge. Like, they literally... Swords come out of the fridge, impaling several of Panty's, uh, people. <laughs> and Panty then... bots. <laughs> and then the door opens, and Stocking and a number of her followers, like, come out. So I'm mostly just wondering if the fridge is... has, like, a subspace extension or something. <laughs> and, uh, next, Panty takes over the bathroom. To, I don't know, piss off stocking. Yeah. <laughs> the stocking cons thwart this by wearing, um, 
diapers. And then shooting Panty when she exits the room to try and find out why Stocking isn't knocking on the door demanding to be let in. <laughs> uh, so it is kind of funny. Uh, their Soundwave analog in this even pays homage to the whole Decepticon logo being Soundwave's face kind of thing, uh, as his face here is based on the Stocking logo instead. Meanwhile, back at the Pantybot headquarters, a hot new bot shows up and catches Panty's fancy. <sighs> no, no, this is not Brave Police, J. Decker. Though it is doing an extremely cunning impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Panty yells that they're gonna train and drags her hot new boy toy in the closet to screw. <sighs> Remember what I said literally and figuratively? Well, here we are. <laughs> yeah. God, it's not even a metaphor. <laughs> uh, nope. It is literal. <laughs> Me and then Boy Toy reveals himself to be a stocking con in disguise. Like, I don't know, his chest transforms and then his face does a total switch around to like a something. <laughs> and attacks stocking by being a literal suicide bomber and exploding. Mm -hmm. Like they literally call that out in the episode. Yup. Meanwhile, back with Stocking, Soundwave Analog gets actual lines, and we get a Laserbeak, who basically just looks like someone shoved a Stocking Con logo on the front of a regular crow. Yes, this amuses me. <laughs> we also get a look at the Seekers here, because there are, in fact, two others aside from Starscream. Or Sugar Scream. Or, yeah, Sugar Scream. <laughs> I don't think we ever get to hear their names, though, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, and honestly, I'm really disappointed that they didn't do different fruits for all of them. Like, you know, a blueberry for Thundercracker, or a boysenberry for Skywarp or something, but nah. Nah, they're all strawberries. <laughs> so, uh, the fighting goes on for a long time between these two groups, as we see a montage of different scenes, some of which seem to be referencing other different scenes uh, from Transformers media. Or just war movies in general, maybe? Or, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Though there's definitely that call-out to, uh... The movie. <laughs> yeah. And we also see that somehow Stocking has gotten a hold of a Devastator analog. Yeah. We cut to the final battle between the Stocking Cons and the Pantybots. Some highlights from the Stocking Cons include... <laughs> Stocking's helmet uh, hair now looks like a reference to Galvatron, as she has three spikes sticking up on her, out of her head now. Like, like Galvatron's weird... Like, kind of like Galvatron's helmet. Deal. Yeah. They have a Crimzeek. Uh, he's blue instead of red, but still, this was a detail I was not expecting to see here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I didn't see him until we went back to see, like, to double check that yeah. scene. And then I was like, that is a Crimzeek. Mm -hmm. And Stocking's dildo bot seems to have survived. Good for him? Oh, that placement. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, we also have one robot that's basically just a giant head. I feel like the, the weird head-body robot is pop, might be a Gurren reference, but I don't know. I mean, it would kind of make sense. Regardless, on the other side, some highlights from the Pantybots are... There's a Rack and... Well, what I'm guessing is a Rack and Rune reference, because there's a weird train dude with two heads. But that is... He doesn't... Aside from the two heads, he doesn't really have a whole lot in common with Rack and Rune, maybe. I don't know. And some Dinobots. I'm glad for the Dinobots. Me too. Oh god, and the condoms have also survived. Maybe they they seem like they were kind of, one of them was stuck on the end of a gun, so I'm not sure whether that counts as alive. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the fight
fighting begins, we get to see even more references to other Transformers media, or just, you know, shit that's completely fucking ridiculous. Uh, one of our favorites was one guy turns into a cassette and is immediately run over by one of his allies. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that scene in the movie where Optimus is like, he's arrived from Cybertron and he's making his, you know, badass run to, or badass drive to wherever it is and he runs over someone and then does this sort of jumping leap thing where he like, blasts out of his alt mode and flies majestically across the screen doing a badass flip in slow motion and shoots thrust. <laughs> yeah, Panty, honestly, Panty totally does that with an Ironhide analog. <laughs> we also get some ridiculous Transformers with a ratchet analog turning into a flying desktop PC and another Transformer who should definitely turn into a car. Like, his entire chest is definitely a car cab. Yep. Instead turns into a Grimlock analog. Yeah, he just sort of looks like he convulses into a green T-Rex. I, I don't think he was green, but he turned into a T-Rex. Regardless, he definitely turned into a T-Rex. Yeah. Not a car. Like, he clearly was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And then Brief finally wakes up. Like, when we first see him, it looks like he's in a regular area, and then he wakes up and it pulls out, and it's just the one regular area. Yeah, house. like, behind him is a regular wall, but everything beyond that has been, like, turned into metal and shit. Yeah. Because he's still in the chapel. Mm -hmm. Which is basically taken over by the panty bots as their base. Yeah, he's apparently been asleep this entire time. <laughs> which God. begs the question of, Jesus Christ, guys, how long has this been? And, God, can he sleep like the dead? Apparently. So, Brief wakes up and he pep-talks Coctimus and Megs into stopping the battle between Panty and Stocking. Which apparently means combining into a giant ghost and destroying humanity. Of course you it know. does. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. Meanwhile, the background, Gardevelt has clearly been doing some extremely questionable things with the tracks analog. Yeah. And Gardevelt lectures the girls for not realizing that this um, alien ghost thingy... Well, the giant thing that is now attacking them is an alien ghost created from the resentment of this, uh, the self-destructing race of alien robots who are already dead. That killed themselves because of a war on their planet. They've been alive since four years after the start of the universe, or whatever. Four years. Since four years after time began. Or that they've been fighting since four, four years, years after, after time began. Panty and Stocky inexplicably transform from robots into their regular angel battle outfits, i.e. they're back to looking humanoid now, or like humans now instead of mecha. <laughs> I'm got, I'm, so we got to see, like, a fancy, a fi you know, the fancy hyper-realistic art of Panty as a robot. Yeah, but pose. we didn't get to see Stocking, so when they yeah. transform, they, they like... The, most of the style of the show kind of looks like the Powerpuff Girls crossed with an anime. It's it's like super deformed. Yeah, it's super of. deformed. But whenever they do their transformation sequence, it's like full on anime and shit. So they did that. Yeah, it's not even hyper realistic most of the time. But hyper stylized. Hyper stylized. And uh, so we got to see Panty in that with her robot form, but we didn't get to see Stalking. It's so sad. Yeah, it makes me sad because I would have liked to have seen. Uh, Got the Tron stocking. Yeah. <laughs> and they completely obliterate the ghost, and the episode ends with our poor abused narrator probably, probably you know, going off to get himself a stiff drink. He like, deserves it. He's earned it. Yeah. Like he would. There's some fun trivia uh, from the end of this episode. Apparently, in the original Japanese, the VAs for Coctimus and Megs were the original G1 VAs for Optimus and Megatron in Japan. 
I was internally screaming when I read about this because so badly I wish I could have seen a version where they had gotten Peter Cullen and Frank Welker to reprise their roles in the English dub. I'd feel really bad for them, but it would be entertaining. It's just, it would be contrary to their brands. Yeah, but I still would have loved to see it. Regardless, uh, so what is the final verdict on this weird-ass spoof? Um, so for me, if I just have to express... That for such a short cartoon, there was just so many Transformers references crammed in all over the place here. It's very vulgar, very high action, and very funny. And just, you could tell that they really loved Transformers, or at least whoever was in charge of it was really intent on having all of those references. Right, like, clearly somebody knew what they were doing when they did it. Um, it's safe to say we both found it pretty damn hysterical. But depending on your smut tolerance, you may find it distasteful, which I think I just summed up the entirety of the Panting and Saki anime. <laughs> it also depends on your sense of humor, really. Yes, yeah. your smut tolerance and your sense of humor. Yeah. Regardless, uh, this is the end of our April Fool's special. We will not be recommending fanfic or fan art today because we didn't want to, like, accidentally insult somebody by recommending it on this episode with all this other questionable shit. Yeah, just you know, cause offense or anything. I mean, I could have come up with something for fan fiction, but it was just like, I don't want to recommend something M-rated or, you know, just completely fluffy to go with this. <laughs> with this. Train wreck of... I don't even know if I described it as a train wreck. It knows what it is. It's just reveling in what it is. Yes, but it's like a train wreck of vulgarity. Is <laughs> <laughs> it taken? Compared to what generally Transformers is, which is a train wreck of goofiness. It's true. Very true. Regardless, <laughs> we will be back in two weeks with a normal episode, and we will be back to normal. Um, I personally really rather enjoy it when uh, people do kind of April Fool's silly things, not like, ha ha, we fooled you, but we're going to do something that's completely against brand, <laughs> because it's fun, so hopefully this was fun for you guys as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, see if I'm coming up with something... For like next April Fools too. I had several ideas, and you had. Several I had several ideas. ideas, so we'll see what we come up with. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out at Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSpark Pod, all one word, and SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube at AfterSpark Podcast. You can also find us on Ao3 by searching for AfterSpark Podcast. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Els. Doodles. And happy April Fool's Day, folks. Yep. <laughs>